0: This is Space Cats Peace Turtles, the unofficial podcast for Fantasy Flight's Twilight Imperium. Episode 246 Theory Crafting The Council Calaris. Music by Ben Prunty, featuring Matt Martins and
1: Hunter Donaldson.
0: I I can't I'm trying to catch the uh, like like catch the temperature here of uh, like the Galactic Council and everybody basically we got we got like a bunch of polls up right now for Galactic Council stuff we'll talk about it later but um, I keep getting the vibe that the Council just wishes we would do an episode about Codex 3 Vigil like just a a one timer episode but they don't realize we got we got to fluff this content out we got to stretch this stuff out that's the name of the game baby. You got to turn one episode into six episodes. That's that's the new way.
1: Interesting. Are you sure you want them to know that that's part of our strategy? Yeah. Or are you comfortable with this being out here and everyone knowing that basically this show is just a long con <laughs> where we take like a few things to talk about and uh-huh. we pretend you can talk about them for an hour? Right. Um, we but script really the tournament can't. and we fluff the content. Direct. Hippo? We lie yeah. every day. Every day we lie. To the people that listen to this show <laughs> we lie to them about the every tournament game is a lie mm-hmm. there's not even it's the how many people were in the tournament this year like 600 something 616. yeah and i want to thank uh you know uh, the la casting agency that we reached <laughs> out to that provided us with 616 actors yeah that we well, paid Nobody plays this game, Matt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nobody's it, ever played well, it.
0: Well, and it wasn't 616 actors. It was about a hundred voice actors that were able to do. You know, they all fulfill. Oh yeah, we did. We did roles. a real
1: like Bethesda, like kind of Skyrim. <laughs> kind of deal here where we we stretched them thin yeah we had we had a handful of voice actors we had them play every role max from goof troop is all over this stuff just all in it no i can't believe no one ever recognizes you know the the various players that are just max from goof troop (laughs) i can't believe they don't see that brass bird that's max from goof troop yeah 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 uh who else who else is uh big
0: al cappuccino that's max from goose troop goose troop Troop. Troop? i almost i called it goose (laughs)
1: troop uh yeah it's it's all mostly max from goof goof troop uh really talented guy uh pleasure to work with him we'll be working with him again next year next year he's gonna have to do 1200 voices (laughs) for the tournament um can't believe people fall for this yeah uh we only have one listener did you know that matt yeah it's we me. we just have the i the edit one, it and then i yeah. i put it up onto a podcast feed and then i download it 1500 times yeah yeah so 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 the person and i don't want to name you okay i'm not going to name you but you are you're listening and i just want you to know the entire community is just max from goof troop and the only listener is you <laughs> like i'm I'm cutting through the fourth wall here like you're hearing me it's like pbs
0: this is brought to you by viewers like you but when we say listeners like you we mean
1: explicitly and only you you are the only listener (laughs) like you understand i'm not talking to i'm not saying you all i mean like you i'm pointing at you you're listening to the show it's just you bud yeah uh and thank you so much but yeah, this has all been—it's—it's uh, kind of just an improv everywhere. Experiment is what's happened, mm-hmm, um, and it's—it's mm-hmm. it's gone on for what? Are we? We're about to hit five years of doing this, Matt. Yeah, that's pretty weird. Five, five years. years. Yeah, it's a good run. It's a good run. You know, she's been a good sturdy ship, and
0: we'll keep her on course for as long as we're able.
1: Yeah, um, guess what? Today, Matt, uh, we're five years into this project, and we have a new fact <laughs> to talk about. Isn't that weird? Yeah.
0: yeah. Oh, speaking of improv, here's the Council Calares uh, Dane's newest item. Uh, so, if you if you haven't caught up, first off, let me just tell you, the Codex Three was real. We never lied. We never lied about it. It was always real, and the proof is in the pudding because it's out now. So, uh, if you kind of don't know what we're talking about in this episode, you can go to Twilight Imperium. To the, to the store page or whatever on Fantasy Flight's website. We will include a link to this stuff, but you can go to where there's like a download, like a bunch of forms. It's like the same place you find the Living Rules references, and you can find Codex 3 Vigil, and yeah. within that there's a second document, which is like the printables, because all of this stuff is print and play. Uh, it is, it's a free thing that if you wanted to print it yourself or like have it professionally printed, you could send those files elsewhere, get this thing printed out, and then you can have a twenty-fifth faction, which uh get that out of the way. I'm super mad that now it's an uneven number again. We got to
1: twenty-four. That's so you, Matt. Yep. For us to get a new faction and you're just mad about it yeah. because it creates an odd number. You need That's to give us six factions at a world. time or none at all. That's the right. only two options. Right, right. Oh, well, you mean from now on? It should from just now be on. six factions. Yes, we at got a time.
0: seven yeah. in, in POK because we were down one. And instead of just giving us one, we got
1: seven, and now There's only one way. Yeah. Yeah. So this whole faction is kind of just a personal insult to Matt. Um, Didn't, I mean, let's be frank. We didn't need a 25th. Um, Sure. We've got, we've got it. We've got it right here. Um, And now Matt uh, frustrated and upset. I remember in play testing, you were frustrated and upset. Um, You basically, when Codex 3 came out matt we had a private conversation where you were just like well obviously we're not including this in the tournament at all it's not even going to be in it even for a second and i was like really that seems weird there's a lot of good stuff in here and you were like, no, it won't be included. It's like you want to. It's like you want to you. To just l- let, let me be clear on that this
0: one. I only meant this year. I didn't
1: mean like we will never recognize the Council Caleras as you, a thing. No, you're changing no, what you said. You no. said at the time you said this will never be included that in any game you play or <laughs> okay, sure. any tournament yeah, right, we great. run. The line continues. I love you it. You said <laughs> you said that this one is a personal insult. Yeah, and that you will that treat it as the trash. The, can. and you know what you know what i couldn't believe we had dane on here to talk about the codex mm. and you lied to his face and you <laughs> glad handed and you pretended that you liked this uh-uh. but turns out you don't yeah hate turns it turns out you don't at all and hate we're gonna every talk, inch of it we're gonna talk about why you don't like it what problems you have with it yeah yeah your ongoing issues with it right. the emotional aspects of the those only issues. thing
0: that i hate more than this faction is the twilight imperium roll and write, right i have oh and, my and, and let me God. let me tell you don't get me started <laughs> on how mad i am that they would <laughs> dare make another board game in the twilight imperium universe and it's a, a,
1: a rolling right
0: are, are you kidding me
1: when they announced the rolling right i clicked pre-order right away and yes. i fumed i forked my money over to (laughs) fantasy flight and said how dare you why do i have to purchase this why can't i just not experience this and why can't it be something else i paid for it right away with my money my hard-earned money waste 60 dollars on this god i worked so hard for that money that i now have to give for fan to fantasy to 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 fantasy fight (laughs) to fantasy i have to give the money and then I receive a rolling right for that. Ugh. Now some people say things like, why don't you just not buy it if you're not interested? You might not be in the target thing. And it's like, what who thinks like that? Yeah, are, are you, you thinks kidding like me? That?
0: Have you ever engaged like with uh, <laughs> anything ever? Uh yeah, no. This is a requirement of all
1: fans <laughs> of Twilight Imperium and I'm mad that I have to buy it. Two things you have to do, listener. You have to buy the Twilight Imperium Roll and Write board game. Mm-hmm. Number 2, you have to complain about buying the yeah. Twilight Imperium Roll and Write. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. These are your two you have to do this. Yeah. What are you going to do? It's like with me in superhero movies. So tired of them. I I they exhaust me. They all feel like the same movie. Am I seeing Doctor Strange 2? Of, of course I am. I have to. I'm seeing it twice. Yeah. Okay? I'm donating money <laughs> to the Disney machine. To continue churning these movies out. But am I tired of them? Yeah. I don't want to watch them anymore. Of course. Of course. And I don't, you know, I wish people just understood that I have to give money to things even if I don't want to.
0: Mm-hmm. It's a rough That's life being works. a
1: nerd. Being a nerd just sucks sometimes, you know, it's
0: just the pits. So yeah. uh, today, we, I, I, I kind of waffle. Hunter, you, you, you were like ready to approach this structure, I felt like. And I was like, oh, yeah, duh, we could just do it that way. Because I was like, well, what kind of guide are we supposed to do? With the Council Calaris, what is our job? When what what is the way that we're, is it like a Pok faction guide? Is it yeah. like a base game faction? Is it a pre? Do we do a preliminary or a, what do we call them? First round strategy guides? Is it one of those? And you were just like, no, we just theory craft. We just talk about. We can just theory craft it like we want to do with all the things. Now it's like, oh wait, yeah, we're so this is going to be a uh, kind of a, a significantly less sweaty thing.
1: Yeah, this is a this is a first glance at a new faction uh before we've had a lot of time to play a serious amount of games with claris yeah. um even haven't even really seen claris in that many games um because of uh i don't know if you heard about the tournament thing we're doing but it's a <laughs> pretty big deal and also matt did retire from playing board games yeah um so that's tough with matt's retirement and yeah. the tournament i mean it's just it's been hard for me to get the games in so what we can do today <laughs> is we can go over the components, we can talk about what the audience has seen as far as uh, pre errata goes, uh, and we can do a little bit of synthesis ourselves. Um, but today it's all just about thinking about this faction. Um, it, it, again, this is one of those episodes where I'll say something like, oh, let's, uh, or actually feel free to errata this as much as you want, but Yeah, let's all the stay theoretical here. I, if you tell me that you've played Calaris a whole bunch already, I don't believe you right it because it, it, you must i don't know if you if you've played calaris a bunch then like it's only one new faction you understand It's right. not like pok where we had seven new factions So like what you have some group of friends and like they just let you play calaris over and over and none of them want to play like that doesn't make <laughs> sense <But laughs> right. we're all on the same page with this one new faction yeah yeah um, exactly so we're 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 just going to overview the components we're just going to think about what this all might mean right. and then we will meet back in i don't know probably like a month after we've had some time right. to, to actually play it and actually think about it. Uh, and maybe there will be more of a proper um guidey yeah. guide guide yeah type thing but this is so, not a guide today this is not really a guide
0: but what we'll what we'll do is uh we'll first read off all the components because we just haven't properly done that yet right In in our sort of uh interview with dane we covered a couple things but what we need to do is get even just the briefest glimpse at like what this faction is in its entirety so we're yeah. going to kind of read the components and uh react a bit as we just go but then once we've taken it all together, then we will do some quick synthesis. But this is not going to have like a, this is the thing you should do in round one. This is definitely no. your tech path. We don't know no. any of that stuff yet. We we, we we will only be theory crafting ideas of what could work. Uh, we we have some priorata of what other people will have said, and we'll just react, agree, disagree. This is all just an open yeah. forum. So let's start with some components. Uh, first off, just from a, from a lore standpoint... Uh, and we talked about this uh, minutely with Dane himself, but the Council of Calaris are occupying this interesting space in the narrative, which is, first off, the Calaris are being introduced as part of the Twilight Imperium RPG Embers of the Imperium, which is coming out at some point. It's been delayed for a long time, but it is a uh, source book for the Genesis RPG system that Edge Studios puts out. So there, there will yeah. be a Twilight Imperium RPG, and the Function of that RPG is the Council Calarius, which is like instead of, you know how the Mentak is like a great thing for like, oh, it's like fact uh, people from all different alien races all in one thing together. Well, they didn't want to make the RPG like explicitly from the tax perspective, but they wanted a reason for you as players to play with a bunch of the different alien races.
1: Yeah, uh, I the thing that they both have in common is, um, you know, most Twilight Imperium factions, as far as lore wise, they're sort of functioning as, um, not even just, uh, the reason we call them a faction and not like a race, even though some of them are just homogenous as like, this is the only race that kind of lives here or whatever, or the primary, uh, most populous, I guess I should say, uh, is that they also sort of represent like a state, a government, a, a movement or whatever. The Mentak is more like an organization. It's not necessarily, although it does have a, a home planet, uh, if it functions more like an organization, and so does the Council of Calaris, right. it is. It's not a. It's not necessarily a state. Um, right. It. It is. Uh, it. Well, I guess if it, if it represents anything, it's. It almost represents like the establishment. Right. Or the current government that. Right. That in is in the RPG you Rec. play
0: as effectively like the hands of the Galactic Council itself. Where the different nations send representatives, you are a representative of your nation to defend the Galactic Council. You you become a neutral party, absent of your specific faction, but but instead work for the Galactic Council. And so the 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 fiction here, uh, without like reading through all of it, but you should like read the story that comes with Vigil, and you should read the back of the uh Calaris faction sheet. But the idea here is the the Calaris are this sort of operative group within the Galactic Council that in being included the game, it's sort of saying, well, maybe they don't think anyone is very good at taking the throne and maybe in their power, they decide that, uh, they can run things better themselves just as a, as a council or whatever. So, so that's sort of the setup for this, uh, weird faction and why we see, uh, leaders from like many different factions within it and all that stuff. So that's going to help sort of, uh, give us a pretense for why this thing operates the way that it does. Let's go over uh, their start, their starting stuff. Uh, Their units are two carriers and two infantry, so not quite a 2C4I, right? They get two fighters and they get one cruiser, so I would call that like a, what, like a middling uh, uh, unit start, you know, you you have a problem to deal with, which is you gotta get those two extra infantry, similar to uh, like what Jolnar and Necro kind of share that issue
1: totally of the problems that you could have uh this is this is probably the easier of those two mm-hmm. problems yeah, yeah yeah i would, one, I would one rather one
0: trade good or whatever to fix it is like yeah. not the hardest thing in the world to to do um and we'll actually get into in a minute how it's like even easier <laughs> to solve specifically for this faction uh they also start they start with two technologies but uh they have a very very strange start which is that you choose two non-faction technologies owned by other players. So you have to pick your other five factions playing at the table and then the Council of Caleras looks at all of the available starting tech and picks two of those from that list.
1: Matt, what is the order on this? Does Argent pick their starting tech before Council Calaris picks theirs? I would theirs? say yes. I don't know that we have
0: like an FAQ ruling on it, but I but I believe essentially the intent to all of this is the Council of Calaris sets up last because we're going to get into, we talked about it in the interview episode, but their, their hero and home system and all this other stuff is also dependent on other factions that are available in the game. So the assumption is essentially that Council of Calaris can't do any of its setup until Everything else has been chosen. So yeah, I would assume they pick from, because it's owned by other players, not the starting text of other players, right? They don't get to choose from the three options that Argent Flight has. They get to choose from what Argent Flight owns, which is That's after Argent has made their choice.
1: That's interesting that you just kind of answered the question there. Because I will say, one, the, the reason I'm saying that is to emphasize that um we don't actually know mm-hmm. a lot of the finer points of uh right. really any of this faction right um there is a very funny image uh on the discord of uh when milty compiled a giant list of questions uh for dane to answer and message them to dane in a private message which of course includes me and matt um because we're part of the illuminati that controls Twilight <laughs> imperium from the inside um, we are the Council Calaris, the Ti. Uh-huh. I would say that uh, in the in the lore of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, And uh, Milty sends this giant list of questions because turns out this faction uh, is going to cause a lot of problems. Uh, And uh, there's just an image of Dane right clicking on Milty's name to click block, so it's <laughs> not have just to never talk any to me again, questions. Milty. Actually, yeah. I would I yeah. would
0: prefer not to answer this, and also for you to go away forever
1: yeah so I've, i i matt i think your reading is solid no no i mean that should be how it works right But we don't know so, that, that that's yet. the point the <laughs> point is that we do we do not know mm-hmm. so we're gonna come to many things uh that in this might this episode might drive you a little crazy listener but yeah. that's okay it's actually kind of fun because if you go back in the the history of the show if you remember when this when base game first came out there were a lot of moments where we were like we actually do not know the answer to this right um it was before we even could talk to dane as easily as we do now so sometimes there were just questions there yep. was no li- the living rules reference wasn't out yet right um or at least this, the the first big update of it there was a rules reference of course that comes with base game um but yeah so there's gonna be this is fun we're kind of back in that yeah, territory for you sure. know and, yeah. and you should take
0: that as an invitation to like i don't know like chill a little bit in games you play with Cal- like the, these early games as Calaris are going to be imperfect things R- remember the first games you played of TI period and you'd come to a rules problem and be like I don't know how we solve this I don't know we'll solve it this way today right. and maybe we'll solve it a different way later H- who knows yeah uh, we all have to open our hearts up to that uh
1: that approach to everything it's here. fun no we're we're back in cowboy TI exactly, time, okay? <laughs> exactly. it's cowboy uh, time so solve it street justice, solve itself. <laughs> street
0: justice <laughs> uh, So their abilities are as follow. Uh, the, the tribuni is their first ability. during setup choose an unplayed faction from among the mentak, the Excha, and the argent flight. I love how they they say the mentak, not the Mentac coalition, the Extra, not the Extra Kingdom, and the argent flight, not the argent. Uh, yeah. Now, before before Absol yells at me, I know it's because the Argent flight is actually a th- the the, Ar- the Argent or the Shakrai is the reason why that. And they're, they're not going to say take it from the... Sh- Anyways, <clears throat> I just didn't want to get yelled at by the lore people. Take that faction's home system, command tokens, and control markers. Additionally, take the Calera's hero that corresponds to that faction. So this is how we operate a print and play faction. The cardboard elements that like you can't really just like print... That, right, high-quality cardboard, well, we don't need to have that stuff. We're going to use a different faction's stuff, which means we're talking about your starting stuff. Your starting planet can either be the Argent's 1-1, 2-0, and 0-2, three-planet home system, or the Mentax 4-1 home planet, or the x two, three, and one, one home planets. So any of those home systems are what you can start with, and you're weighing that choice against also the hero that you get granted. Right, right.
1: Yeah, and luckily, uh, whenever we get to describing those heroes, you'll find out that you'll, you'll be, I think, delighted... Uh, to find out that uh, the Mentak is both the best home system planet uh, choice and hero choice, which yeah. is kind of ironic. You'd think it maybe be the other way around <laughs> that the Mentak hero would be the worst one available. But interestingly enough, the Mentak one is probably de facto the best. Just, I won't we, say for sure the best right. choice you could make. Sure, there's gonna be, but it's more like a, it's less like a um, oh three very different pathways and more of a like wow this one rules so these other two. I don't know, it might be okay. They're, They're fun, not they bad. Could, it could come up. It could come
0: up. It <laughs> yeah. could come
1: up. Uh, they also are a two commodity
0: faction, but as we'll quickly learn, uh, that is not really how it works because their second ability is Council Patronage. Replenish your commodities at the start of the strategy phase, then gain one trade good. Uh, yeah. So, You get to start with two commodities, which means, you know, how everybody operates these days is, like, you you trade those commodities away as fast as possible to, like, wash them into something or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, It also makes industrial explorers really annoying for Clarus, like, on their first action. It's like, I start with these commodities, and then I might need to flip cards that get me more commodities and i need to like off get rid of them as fast as possible but i don't have name it's like very it's going to be very confusing that those first well, couple they, i mean
1: it, it's it's not horrible because uh-uh. it while they don't get extra commodities those all have secondary options right on you them can to spend like those commodities
0: to actually do or, good yeah. stuff you're, you're very right, right. All right. Of, almost every single one of those is like or yeah every single one of those is a thing you can do with commodities so you kind of go into that first round with like some stuff to do you also get that trade good uh, which is great because, as we said earlier, you start with two less infantry than you would like. And even if you decide to, like, do tech, like, let's say you start with that Mentak home system, you got four resources for tech, you already have a trade good sitting aside ready to do, the, like, the secondary of warfare to get, you know, your four infantry or whatever if if you decide to do that. Like, you yeah. have... You can start with five bucks is what the Calaris gets to do, period.
1: Yeah, that's an interesting read of it. I don't quite agree, but, yeah, it... it You, you could... I feel like if somebody said, "Oh, they're they're like a five commodity faction," it would be like, "Nah, I think it's it's more complicated than that." Sure, but uh, but I mean, I don't know. It they're gonna get a lot of very weird early value. Yeah. Um, and as the game goes on, I feel like I don't. Well, we're gonna talk about a lot of things that yeah. that Calaris can do. That I feel like will make you maybe not want to trade with them, but also, I mean, how do you not trade with anybody basically? And right. they're, well, we're gonna talk about the promissory note. Their promissory note is also very, very good. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, they're they are they are like I would I would describe it more as like they're th- they're a three and a half
0: commodity. Something faction. like that. Yeah, I I yeah. agree with that interpretation. Uh, their last ability is their weirdest one and kind of their proper only ability, right? So far it's like, uh, here's how you set them up. Oh, and you get like kind of like a weird extra just money. You just get like three extra bucks per round, sort of. Their last ability, though, is a thing that you can do. And I, uh, you may spend one influence at the start of your turn to treat all laws as blank until the end of your turn. This yeah. is a thematic ability much more than it is a relative ability. Ability, like a relevant ability, I should say, not relative, relevant ability. I, th- there are not a lot of instances that this probably... I mean, think, round one, it's that's not an ability, right? There's no laws in play. And pr- and probably round two, no one took Mecha all round one. You probably right. don't have any laws in play until at least round three. And in, even in round three, you needed t- people to pass laws. So, like, it's just not one that's going to come up all that often. But, like, thematically... Hey, I get it. They they are the council. Why should they have to follow the laws? They are the law. So you can spend a, an influence to to toss it out.
1: Yeah, um it's definitely uh one of one of those abilities that's more fun to think about than I think it is going to be important in in games. There are so few laws these days that stay in play that are like Well, I mean, actually, I say these days. I mean, it's, it's never Ever. really been the case in, in TI4 that there have been earth shattering laws that really changed the game in such a drastic way that right. being able to do this is going to be clutch every time. Uh, stats has done a lot of really good thinking for us that we will get to when we talk about pre errata, um, as far as, uh, theory crafting, mm-hmm. what this ability is relevant, relevant for as far as, uh, at laws go. But I, yeah, I, I agree with you, Matt. It's, uh, it's very thematic. It's, it's thematic first. Yeah. Then it is mechanical, right? Uh, their
0: flagship is the Artemiris. Uh, the Calaris flagship is an 8 cost, 2 on a 7, 1 move, 6 capacity, so that average combat value, but like bone it, one of those like, whoa, it just gets to carry way more stuff, like the average flagship carries 3, this one gets to double it, and other players must spend 2 influence to activate the system that contains this ship. All right. That is a weird one. We have not seen uh, something like this yet in TI, and I think it's pretty cool on the flagship. We're about to talk about the mechs, and I feel feel differently about the mechs. But the flagship, I think this is a really cool thing. You can park this on Mechatol, and it acts like a, a secondary custodians for the rest of the game. You can park it on your home system to help protect your home system. It's not like the hardest thing for other players to do, but it's like, Hey, they got to get two trade goods or have like a planet that is too convenient influence or whatever to spend. Um, but it's fine. And for a decent combat value, good capacity flagship, it's one that I could potentially see hitting the board. Even if you don't have unveil flagship, right? This is a flagship you might build.
1: Yeah. I, I think in some cases for sure. Um, the next thing we're going to talk about, it plays off, uh, this ability in a very similar way and feels much more, essential to me but in yeah. a way that makes me pretty frustrated <laughs>
0: yeah um, the the mechs are the omnio prs i there's no way
1: i've pronounced that correctly but it's yeah it's okay. th- i'm 100 percent confident that that was not correct but yeah. i do not have an alternate <laughs> pronunciation for you matt sure <laughs> uh
0: it is a standard mech sustain damage two cost six combat but the ability similar to the flagship other players must spend one influence to commit ground forces to the planet and that contains this unit. Oh dear. So uh it is not an activation thing like the flagship is. The flagship thing is like literally you can't even try here, right? You can't even yeah. move stuff in, you can't even activate. At least the mech is like after all that and it's just on committal, but if you put four mechs in your home system on your home planet, let's say it's just Mole Primus is your home planet. Sure. All four mechs are there. This procs four separate times. This is similar to that L1Z1X faction tech that no one uses anymore, which is to spend two additional resources to, to research any tech, but it's four and then two. This is four separate instances of one influence, which is um, truly disgusting.
1: Uh, it, it a sad day indeed for Twilight Imperium. <laughs> um, I do not support this reading. Um, I with I politically within <laughs> the Twilight Imperium community. I want to make I want to take a stand right now uh, and 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 make a statement. I'm making a statement uh-huh. right now. This is hot off. This the is
0: presses. a press. This is a press
1: conference. Hunter is having right now. I- I- <laughs> oh, Mr. Hunter, Mr. Hunter, do you have any the idea. There, the idea that our game, our game that belongs to us. It doesn't belong to Dane. It doesn't belong to Milty. <laughs> It doesn't belong to the show. Viva la okay? revolution! <laughs> the idea that this game is going to support something as dumb as... No, no, no. It's not four influence for, for, for the mechs. Yeah. It's four instances of one influence. Yeah. There. I just said that. There are people listening to this show right now who love this game, and they don't understand the difference. And I don't blame them. And they're right... Do not understand. Yeah. Yeah. Four instances of one. Are you joking me? Right.
0: Unbelievable. If if you have had to spend other resources like this could be like, I've got three trade goods, but then I just have Berig, which is a three one planet. So I have to spend my three trade goods and I have to spend Berig, which is three more resources, even though it's just the one influence to invade this planet. That, I mean, it, th- this could be, no, for, th- that, for a big here, boy, moment boy. in the boy. end game, this could be like a huge deal of what you have to spend to even invade the planet you're Matt, supposed
1: you've, to invade. Matt, you've, ele- you've chosen a very poor example. No, I, that, yeah, I that chose that the easy bad. one because it can get a lot worse. That sounded bad. But that's not good enough, okay? Yeah. Here is the problem. Right. I have, let me paint you a picture. <laughs> I have Mere. Yep. Untapped. Yeah. That is a zero four 4 influence planet. I'm trying to invade the Council Calaris home system. They have four mechs on on the planet. I have Mir. the, the most influence rich. Well, not the most. No, you know what? I have Mechatol I have Rex. Mechatol Rex <laughs> which is worth six influence. And I'm trying to, let's say it's not even all four. Let's say it's two. Yeah. Two mechs. Two Council Calaris mechs. Let's say it's not even on the home system. It's on Fibba, And I need Fibba. <laughs> and i'm trying to invade FIBA and i have six influence stain and i flip it and you're telling me i can't do anything there's nothing yeah. i can do why why at this point it's just like it may as well just be trade goods right. it may as well not even be influence right that's Nobody what i say is- yeah, it it should just be trade goods because then at least you're not gonna have this misunderstanding. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I'm I'm gonna bet now that we've talked about this reading of this, now that we've called attention to the fact that it's four instances of one influence. From now on, I bet you everybody's just gonna think that it's they're just gonna be like, yeah, it's better it's to remember goods. it as trade goods because then you won't mess up. You right. just need trade goods to Whoa. to invade. And the impact I see
0: is basically wherever Calaris has mechs, no one will like just very often take on their own but in Mm a wind slaying scenario the only way to wind slay Calera is is now ever like the person going forward with the attack is like listen y'all got to give me trade goods to deal with these met. like I'm not I'm not spending all my planets. you gotta be kidding for sure so it's like the only way this thing works in a way that the table can handle is when the table agrees to pay barony to invade the planet or whatever yeah yeah
1: so yeah it's it's a bit I don't know. I I mean it's a I lot. the the day it got brought up this this problem, I was like, "Oh, surely it's going to be cumulative." <laughs> surely. I mean, I have faith, you know. Yeah. I have faith. Uh-huh. And then no, it's not cumulative. I mean, the L1, the thing that keeps getting brought up is it's just like the L1 faction tech inheritance systems, which was it wasn't it was like <laughs> instead of spending six resources, it was spend four then two. Yeah. That's annoying. Okay. It's very limited case. It's just this one ability where right. it comes up. Uh it's not a defensive ability, meaning L one has to choose to research it, otherwise mm-hmm. it doesn't come up at all. It only affects L one if they choose to do it. This mech thing affects everyone playing against calaris like one hundred percent of all games. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. This is going <laughs> to come up. Okay. Oh man. Okay, this nasty. I'm- I, I I've taken my stand I've never done this before in the yeah. history of the show. I've never done this before. <laughs> I am I I I yeah, I'm campaigning against the this reading. It yeah. should be cumulative. Even if we have to make some sort of weird exception, it should be cumulative. Yeah. Uh next up is their promissory note, the calera's writer. Hey, we
0: recognize that kind of a name. This is a uh promissory note you can give to somebody else, and then after an an agenda is revealed, they can play this card. You cannot vote on this agenda. Predict aloud an outcome of this agenda. Sounds familiar. If your prediction is correct. Draw one action card and gain two trade goods. Then return this card to the Calarius player. I love it. It's really
1: cool. It's very cool. Yeah. Um, I like it. Be- one. A couple things I like about it. Uh, it feels like a faction promissory note that's been designed to be traded for uh, other faction promissory notes. Yeah. Which is cool. And not just for raw value value. now obviously uh it could be for other faction promissory notes it could be for alliances or whatever what have you it could be for a lot of things but i like that because you get two trade goods out of it if you are correct setting a price for it Mm -hmm. is kind of built in right Right. like if somebody says hey do you want the uh, calaris rider for two trade goods you can just be like well no that doesn't make any sense i'm just going to I, right. it, that's for an action card no 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 It's not worth an action right. card but sometimes but, it might be too though like even even in that scenario it's like every once in a
0: while maybe that's what you need i don't know we saw a play test where uh extra was in the game hunter's like so mad that i would
1: dare think it's okay i'm not, I'm not mad at all i was just making a funny face at you because <laughs> you just said that it would be worth it to just yeah, to try and use a rider to get just an action card feels like. I'm lot.
0: saying it could be other. So I, don't I don't care. I don't care. I don't trade riders for just a value. I think that's like the most boring way to play Twilight Imperium. Right, so it's no, not even what, a thing. That,
1: that's the thing is we're like agreeing, but then you're you're coming up with a new point that's like making it harder. For people me to are
0: going great. to do it. Is all I'm saying. People will do that. A hundred percent. People will do that, regardless okay. whether it's like
1: great to do I'm, or hey, not. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, I'm not. I, I, I'm not. Hey, I'm, you turn you, your. You are. You, you are
0: can, doing that. You. you <laughs>
1: yeah, hey, whoa. Hey, 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 hey.
0: Matt, I'm not making faces here or nothing. Uh, don't don't. Whoa. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> yeah. Do we need to
1: take a break? Do we no. need to take a break? Do you need to Anyways, calm down.
0: Anyways, this with uh, X Cha is pretty nuts. though, huh? Uh, that they can like just sort of do this, and then they like kind of make a value together, and they just sort of like do that every single agenda phase. I've seen it happen. It was it was weird. It felt yeah it felt like a lot nobody else ever got to buy the calera's rider because extra just got it every single time basically right well i mean but what what was calera's getting for the rider i wonder uh hey guess what one or two trade goods basically it's like we both just get some value out of this oh yeah actually, sure, actually sure. i think that's going to be the more the most common thing is you give me one of the trade goods i'll i'll give you the rider right yeah. this for $1 is pretty yeah yeah but, but in extra's case extra can also vote for the thing so it's like i can make sure yeah, it happens there's right. no risk which means like
1: even just an action card is like like we're getting the money the thing. we're yeah. getting yeah 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 you're right that that's a really good situation where it can be really kind of uh nickel and dimed yeah uh in a way that i feel like is not always going to be guaranteed i mean what what you're right. saying like the idea of we're in the action phase or or even in the agenda phase and it's like you know one trade good for the opportunity to make two trade goods and right. an action card is i think i don't know anyway not great well no no, no. I, I, don't I, have I, a value I agree discussion. i don't think it's great I,
0: I i think people will find really weird things to do with this regardless but i like it i it's the kind of writer that just like is a value and doesn't cost the other person any doesn't cost the holder of the whole i mean like the clarus it doesn't cost the clarus yeah. anything that's how promissory notes should be so a plus uh promissory note i am yeah. i'm a fan of it because it, at the very least it will get traded around for some yeah. reason yeah uh let's get into their leaders then uh we can start with the agent Xander Alexin victory the third at any time you may exhaust this card to allow any player to spend commodities as if they were trade goods it says any player you're almost always going to use this on yourself especially because you start every single round with your com- commodities right. refreshed you can right. just Spend your two commodities as dollars. This is why you just, like, get three bucks per round, basically. Yep. That's the Calaris' actual abilities. I get $3 per round, and then, like, I also refre- replenish my commodities again later. But, like, I'm guaranteed $3 every single round.
1: Ian, this is kind of why I was saying, I could I could imagine because of the agent uh, situation where it's like, we don't really prioritize trading with Polaris, mm-hmm. m- mostly because they're coming into each round with three trade goods right essentially right which is a lot i mean it's that's a lot of value if we're starting with the Mentec home system we're talking about a seven dollar like yeah. seven dollar start with right. three of them being possibly a command counter you know what right. i mean like like four four resources and three trade goods is a pretty buck wild start. Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah,
0: and and I will note. I mean, you brought up obviously a, another reason why the Mentac home system is the absolute best case scenario because uh, seven bucks starting is really good. But at yeah. the very least, picking the other two home systems, which notably are both three resource home systems, because you get that trade good and can spend your two commodities as you know what as trade goods. Like you're never not getting tech as Calaris. You are no matter, no matter which home system you don't get. If you want tech round one, you can afford tech round one and you can afford a little bit on top of that. Probably like even in the worst situation, you spend your trade good and three resources at home. You still have two trade goods for your warfare build or whatever, and you can probably make trade happen. You have a, you have a cruiser, right? You've got a trade ship. Like I think Calaris have an incredibly comfortable round one is what we're learning about them.
1: Yeah. And and that's kind of why I'm saying like at least for for round 1 I don't know if trading with Caleris is really that smart. I think mm. this uh, on on first blush you might not I don't know, you might not realize how good the start is, but the start is uh frankly I think it's too good. It's it, it's it's yeah. it's like one of the best starts in the game if not the best start in the game at this point. Right. Um I mean cuz also we, we kind of skipped over it, but picking any two tech of, yeah. any, of it's any ridiculous yeah we haven't evaluated that at all and that's we're horrifying talk, <laughs> we're talking about about seven dollars i mean even if you do even if you pick extra you're it's we're still basically talking about the same math like yeah. the math is kind of the same regardless of how you break it down it's there's a little bit of difference but not a whole lot right uh and then they're starting with two faction tech or two two tech that other factions start with that's their choice which means guess what it's always going to be the best start right uh, as far as tech goes except for obviously joel Nar. um but outside of joel Nar, what could be better than this right. i mean everybody else gets maximum two tech with drive yeah like, exactly if goes through the game you start with
0: gravity drive people have also noted if uh if nazaroka is in you can just like start with yeah. you know ai dev like that's, a, a, that's an amazing starting tech and if you if you start with ai dev and sarween tools you can research with with a red with a red skip and the right timing whatever. like you can research War Sons round one without mm-hmm. even thinking about it in, in, in the right conditions or whatever not that that's like right. oh what good strategy but like there's a lot of things that this faction can do round yeah. one because of this two tech they are the only faction in the game that can start with two tech of one color Right. That's the most important aspect of this in in my book is the idea that if I want to go something really early, like I can start with two separate blue techs and get carrier two round one right. with my tech right. that I can definitely afford. Right. Yeah. So and also pretty it's wild.
1: It's important to note that that we're talking about a faction that's starting with a lot of money that you can't do anything about keeping it yep. from them. They have that uh, this is this is before trade. There's no, you know, Mentak can't pillage right. the, the, any of this. Like, it's it's untouchable in this way, this yep. seven. Forget about round one where Calaris gets to pick trade. Oh, my God. <laughs> that level of value in round one is... it's Seven complete, bucks. Let's count
0: it out. Let's count it out real quick. Seven bucks and then three yeah. more bucks... For yeah. trade 10 bucks ten. and we're then we get ten. our commodities replenished again so right. we can assume those get washed again because we're going right. to be doing x minus ones with the table right, right? so 12 right. bucks just yeah. baked in plus any of the additional funds we get for doing the x minus ones that we do that's like 15 bucks of
1: value like you Insane. could you could
0: be, you could have 15 dollars worth of value around one as as this faction
1: if if yeah if if thus far You've been underwhelmed by any aspect of this faction, which I bet you haven't. I mean, I raged about that mech, yeah, um, because it is. Uh, I think it's it's very good. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, what you should be and because I feel like just reading the abilities is kind of underwhelming. It I is. mean, there's one where it's just like rep- replenish commodities and gain a trade good. Right. The laws order one spend one influence to turn the laws off, and it's like, how? Is it, when is that even useful? Right. But what is what should be blowing you away about this faction is their economic powerhouse aspect. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what, if they're going to be one of the top tier factions, which we don't know at this point, Right, but if they are going to be, it's going to be because of stuff like yeah. that it's an economic opinion.
0: powerhouse with insane defensibility in the mech like that it's those yeah. it's the It's the combination of those two things i can build a ton of stuff because i have the money for it i send yeah. it out to go do stuff and i don't worry that much about leaving some things behind because the places you need to attack me the most i can make incredibly expensive to attack
1: yeah. basically
0: yeah. uh yeah. let's talk about their commander which hilariously sufi Ann, the uh the, the Mentak, Mentak Commander. Commander makes a, a reappearance. Somehow you could have games where Sufian is in twice. I love it because Sufian is it. a double agent or whatever. Like it's so, right. man, this is this is some flavor. I love the idea that she could just be in the game twice. Uh, but instead of the mentax ability, it is a different ability for the Calaris. And it's after you perform a component action, you may perform an additional action. So component actions don't cost you U-turn. Now... I question like how good this is going to end up being. I think it's going to have big plays and big moments. And I think in that way it is good. But I mean, the name of the game is stalling and this is the opposite of that. So it's not like this is like a make or break commander, but it is pretty good. And situationally, it's going to have like really big plays. I didn't mention the unlock is that you spend one trade good after you play an action card that has a component action. That's also an incredibly fiddly (laughs) unlock. There could be games it where is. you just never draw the action card that lets you unlock this.
1: Right. But what's good about this this commander, I mean, we've already made a case that the, we've got a very strong start. We don't need this. Yeah. You know right, what I mean? Exactly. This is, this is something a little extra. And also, I just want to point out for anybody that has been distracted, of course, I know that Sufian is actually the agent for the Mentak, not I the commander. I that. Yeah. But, but I thought... it would be fun to just let you be annoyed by it listener for a little bit so if i did annoy you please shout me out in the comments uh if i annoyed you by not correcting matt there of course i know that i play Mentec every day Uh every day uh uh um so anyways after a component action perform an additional action people are going to be talking about how this is a really big deal and I think it could be a really big deal. I also think mm-hmm. it could be a little big deal. I think it could be a small deal. Yeah. I have no idea what to think about this one because that is such a weird RNG type ability. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, I will
0: note the timing indicates because you unlock, then you flip the card over, and then the ability is after you've done a thing. Right. It, it ostensibly should work that you do your component action, spend your trade good, unlock the commander and then can immediately take another action so unlocking your commander doesn't have to be your entire turn is uh how I'm how I'm reading uh, this commander but maybe that gets proven wrong later
1: oh interesting so I feel like... Are, is there a similar commander that we can that we where we can make a, a case for consistency here? Because I really have no opinion. I Nobody have no else idea. has
0: a commander that is effectively do an action, right? Nobody else right. has a has a component action or anything like that. Nobody else has a thing that operates in that way. Hmm. Uh, this isn't the same idea, but I mean, like the Hakan commander is just like the moment that you have the tenth trade good, it flips, right? Just like that exact right. second. This would be more like, can you? uh you know can you play one of those promissory notes that is at the start of your turn if you just received it at the start of your turn which right. you can but you, you can, can do that yeah. so this yeah. kind of fits into that logic
1: yeah but that has to do with uh with transactions which we have a consistency there of transactions basically occurring at any time right and the windows yeah. being really really loose yeah uh so i do wonder uh that would be that actually feels like something we should if i'm going to prioritize yeah the things that we should discover about Calera's. I think that's going to come up every time. So if we can yeah. get an answer on that one, I, think, I, I believe uh, I've be seen,
0: I believe I've seen Dane confirm that, but like, I'd like, I want, I want to, you know, I want him to answer Milty's 12 questions before we sort of like make that public record basically. But I yeah, do believe yeah. he's making it to where you can immediately do it after. Oh so yeah. Whenever,
1: unlock. whenever you unlock it, you can do the, the additional action. You do mm-hmm. not have to unlock. And it would certainly be better if, if it, if it worked that way because, yeah. uh, Obviously, the limitation here is how many component actions are you gonna get? Right. You know? Right. Um, how, how many things, although, it's not just cards that count as component actions, it's also, what else right. is it?
0: Right. Now, here's the, well, it's it's the commander, this is the confu- most confusing thing about this commander, yeah. is the face-up commander ability is any component action. But right. the unlock is an action card that has a component action so So you uh, can't like you can't be given trade convoys play trade convoys spend a dollar and unlock them it has to be an action card so that's this this definitely makes an important relationship with uh calera's and the hakan right because without hakan sufian is literally on their own maybe maybe a too like you could try to do Spynet to, like, mm-hmm. beg Isaril to let you get your component action to unlock your thing. I don't know why, like, either of those factions cares, but you are you could see those deals happen, right? Is is Sufian coming to the table saying, like, hey, please let me get a component action card so I can unlock this thing or whatever.
1: Right. What I am... Wh- where I'm trying to get with this, basically, because we're about to read the heroes, and you'll yeah. see that, like, the heroes have some synergy with this. I mean, specifically the mentech hero does. Yeah. Uh, but overall, it's not really going to go together that well i'm curious how much is the alliance worth with calaris because it feels right. like a lot because do, do correct me if i'm wrong I'm, I'm probably speaking out of ignorance here uh don't things like relic abilities and <laughs> yep. uh hero abilities are also component actions yeah, yeah, yeah this could be a huge deal for other for other people i mean even like L1, even a a yeah.
0: can stall tactics to spawn a mech but then still just do an action that is their right. their component action is the act of doing stall tactics. But if it's just like a uh, that like for for Sorrow, it's effectively like a chaos mapping a, a mech out and then do the attack I wanted to do or whatever, rather than making it take an extra turn.
1: There's a lot of but that this kind is of stuff. essentially like a fleet logistics. If it's in a good faction's hands, yeah. I mean, for Calaris, they can't really do much more than just like play action cards right. if they have a cool relic. Then do a follow up ability, but right. like L1Z1X will in every single game want this alliance. Right. There's no so, reason that they would, would want to have to wait to do their yeah. the the follow up attack after the hero.
0: It's hilarious to note that only one of their heroes is a component action in itself. Literally yeah, two exactly. of them aren't even is, component action. All,
1: right, all right, all right. We we I, <laughs> let's talk about we're getting them. too theory crafty. Let's let's throw the heroes out there so sure. that the the audience knows
0: what we mean. So let's do the first one we keep talking about, which is Erwan's Covenant. Harka leads the the Mentak uh, thing so again when you when you hear this think too this is what I get when I start with a single planet home system that is a 4-1 literally my top dollar start in terms of resources the others are actually better for other like Arjun is the most flexible we'll talk about that later anyways Mentak highest dollar value for a round one also grants you this hero as an action as a component action Reveal cards from the action card deck until you reveal three action cards that have component actions. Draw those cards and shuffle the rest back into the action card deck, then purge this card. So yeah. you guaranteed get three component actions that have not been played so you could easily unlock your hero before you've unlocked your commander but then use your hero to gain the action cards that you need to unlock your commander that's the kind of synergy you get with this mentak hero
1: yeah and obviously the one that we're going to be looking for every time is probably unexpected action right i mean i'm not really sure what gets better than that mm-hmm. um and especially with the commander ability it just makes a lot of sense yeah there's gonna be a lot of times where you use this hero and you just get right. i don't know i mean you're just gonna get a bunch of stuff that tactical just really bombardment doesn't... ghost yeah. ship and sure. plague oh yeah. boy but yeah. at the end so, of the
0: day this mm-hmm. stall hero is then guaranteed worth three more stalls. three
1: more stalls so you right. get four stalls in the round that you choose to use it yeah which will be the final round right probably every time um it's also cool that you know there's I, I don't know I, I actually feel like this hero makes me want to do an action card episode to yeah. be honest um just because I do not have every no. component action card in front of me I know it's not a very impressive list yeah. of cards um signal jamming's in there that's pretty cool mm-hmm. uh there's there, there's some good stuff in there but sure. but i also just wonder like because you're getting three no matter what right and yep. you, you got to just got to go through the deck how does that translate as far as probability that you will get something cool right um, and i think we'll we'll have to see games played and we'll also have to do some analysis with all the action cards in order to make a very good case for or against this but yeah. this is going to be Yeah, like Matt said, it's minimum four stalls. So it it, it is good, but I mean, I don't know. I don't even need, I don't need factions to have more stalls at this point. Especially Especially one is like as economically well off. Right. As this one already is. Yeah, you know? right. Like, I might just get mining initiative, economic initiative. Like, it's,
0: oh, good. We got even more stalls to make even more money to make, yeah. like, it's just kind of ridiculous. But this hero alone is even more where I'm kind of like, I'm I'm mostly underwhelmed by the commander for myself. Because, again, I don't really have an interest in performing all my component actions back to back. I have an interest right. in stalling out the game. So.
1: It's it's really the easiest example is unexpected action. Yeah. Like it's very that's cool the, only the idea of being able like to use, use unexpected action right. and then immediately do a follow up fleet logistics style right. thing. That's right. cool. But that's like, I mean, how often is that gonna come up? Come yeah. up. And that's I'll, why I would I, like c- to do so, some analysis. So I'll paint you I'll paint
0: you the story of what can happen then, just real quickly. If you if you have all this stuff unlocked or, already and, and whatnot, the, the hilarious thing that you can do with this commander and, and like if you are able to get your unexpected action is if you were voted uh, minister of war, let's see. Minister of war is oh after my God. a no, tactical man. action. No, yeah, yeah. No. Anyways, I'll, I'll just I'll let that fester <laughs> and let the listener sort of do the rest of the math. But like a minister of war into component action into unexpected action into an action. You know, you know, you
1: can. Or do that and kind if of you stuff. have the warfare primary as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, which is not it. a component action. It's not. Strategic so, actions are
0: not component actions.
1: That's true. So actually, that doesn't really combo with the commander at all. Right. Uh, You could end a very long series of activating and reactivating, though, with yeah. the warfare primary. That exactly. would be kind of funny. Yeah. Uh, let's read
0: their other two heroes, though. They are, I would say, uh, slightly more underwhelming. We'll do the Argent one first because I think the Argent one has a, at least a use case here. Uh, Keep in mind you, that you would start with the Argent home system. Three planets, not ideal, but I want to make the case for the Argent home system being a thing of like, well, you get that zero two. You start with trade goods. So you have like three bucks and a commodity can be spent on tech. And then you've got two influence and a trade good that can be right. spent on a command token. Like you have a lot of things like really guaranteed round one with the Argent home system. So I do think there's a minor case for that one being pretty good. And then there's this hero, which is Kuasi Aun Jalatai, the overwing Zeta, uh, at the start of a round of space combat in a system that contains a planet you control. That's a lot of things. So this is primarily a defensive combat ability. Right. Sometimes you could make a use for it in an offensive way, but it is almost always going to be a defensive ability. Place your flagship and up to a total of two cruisers and or destroyers from your reinforcements in the active system. So you can have already moved stuff in. You can even have done a couple rounds of combat because this is not the first round of space combat. This is a round at the start of a round of space combat. I lost some stuff, and then I get to spawn up to twelve dollars worth of
1: units for free. Right. Right. Um. And what's the only the thing that bothers me about this though is that yes, it's flagship and two cruisers. That's not that's not nothing. It's not like a fleet in and of itself. Yeah. Though. Yeah. Right. Um. But it the you have to use it once we pass the window where the artemis would trigger its its ability right for sure so this is not oh suddenly you're charged attacks of two influence if you want to activate the system it we've already passed that window Mm -hmm. so all it all the artemis is going to do is hit two on a seven and have sustained damage yeah and i feel like i don't know it's 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 I'm going to have to play with it for yeah. a while before this I decide is, whether this is this going to end
0: up feeling like maybe a roughly as good or sometimes not as good, sometimes better. I would say on average, similar to Tax hero, right? Sleeper cell. It's like, hey, when that thing hits in because you've you're using it in like the right timing, it guarantees you. A win in a combat you otherwise wouldn't have had or whatever it's it's gonna be that kind of a thing um and it's just slightly worse because it is like we said primarily defensive because you have to own a planet there so how often do you like have a random planet in someone else's system that you're now attacking and can like make this an aggressive thing not not too often
1: i'll admit that whenever i was first thinking about this i was thinking about it too rigidly as in uh the start of space combat Uh period but obviously, the best use case for this is I'm defending my home system. Right. I have a full fleet already there. You've whittled it down, and now I replace those right. dead ships with flagship and two cruisers. Yeah. So that's, that's pretty good. I mean, that's that is that is pretty good. But um, weigh that Me- against Rex or whatever.
0: <laughs> weigh that against the mentac thing, which is if I pick Mentak, I get the four bucks and I get a guarantee of four stalls later in the game versus i get this argent system that maybe i don't even love as much and the opportunity that i might defend my home system better in a situation where i could have put four mechs in my home system anyways and been pretty
1: defensive right yeah the mentak just comes with like essentially the argent hero is trying to fix the problem Uh whereas the mentak start just has no problems right you know what i mean so you just get the extra value of four stalls and these component action cards whatever they end up being right um whereas the argent hero is sort of like oh you're worried about your three planet home system well here we go this will this will help protect you it's it's like okay cool but now i'm just kind of on right (laughs) level ground you know yeah i agree yeah and then there's
0: extra and uh boy uh i don't know maybe maybe there's extra uh hero stands out there but i I don't like them at all odlin mirror the operation archon uh, it's also, its subtitles The Witching Hour. <gasps> uh, after an agenda is revealed. Boy, we always know how good those after an agenda revealed abilities are, right? Okay, after an agenda is revealed, you may cast up to six additional votes on this agenda. Oh, boy. And then predict aloud <laughs> an outcome of this agenda. For each player that votes for a different outcome, gain one trade good and one command token, then purge this card um so nobody's losing things you're not stealing trade goods from any, anybody or anything but like you make a thing where you voted a bunch extra and you get like a little bit of value off of people voting in the opposite way of you or in a different way than you
1: yeah couple things one i time. do like about it. I, I i do not dislike this one as much as you matt sure a couple things i do like about it uh it's not necessarily a late game hero at any point yeah. we might want to gain money and get ahead on command tokens mm-hmm. this will allow us to do that there's no reason to wait till till actually i think if you're in the round 3 agenda phase it could be a round 4 game so you better go ahead and play it buddy you yeah. know what i mean like be- better get this out there um i like that it depending on i, I don't know the, the the part that is easy to dislike about it is there's going to be so many situations where this maybe doesn't get you the value, and it's not your fault. It's just because yeah. it's really fun that it's uh, a prediction thing that actually does function really well during elect player stuff, where sure. prediction stuff almost never right. pans out. Because right. basically, some sort of cool minister comes out, you're like, All right, I'm going to predict me. And if you don't give it to me, then blah, blah, blah happens. Or, yeah. you know, yeah. alternatively, a minister comes out and be like, all right, I'm going to predict the worst person to give this to. Give me my, you know, five trade goods and five command tokens. That's not bad. That's not not bad. bad. I I think the, I think the, the,
0: fact that it could completely strike out it's similar to the cabal hero where it's like or nothing could happen you could have voted for a thing extra six and nobody cares and nobody goes a different way and so you got nothing out of your hero i think that's very possible especially in agenda phases where we see how easy it is to dodge stuff like necro which means to me this turns into one of those heroes where like you have to it's like playing a trade writer where you're like well i'll give someone two of the five trade goods to to go for it. I feel like the real value of this hero is those command tokens, which means I think very often you're like, I'll give you the trade good I would gain if you vote in a different way. I want the f- I would like 5 command tokens and I will give each of you a trade good if you let me get a command token. And like maybe some of the people are on board to do that. I feel like that's kind of how this hero is going to happen more often than not. Mhm. But yeah. I don't
1: know. Yeah, I don't know. It it's it for for it to be For me to at this point consider it bad, it would have to have a very low ceiling, and it doesn't. Five command tokens and five trade goods is that's a high ceiling. Sure. That's that's that. If we think four stalls is good right then we gotta love five command tokens and five trade goods but
0: that's where if this was just a faction's hero then i'd be like it's fine it's not the best but like i it's not like i'm mad at the cabal hero either i think the cabal hero is just like yeah it's fine and sometimes it doesn't work i don't ever dude
1: the other day i saw it roll so many dice (laughs) so many dice it was like no joke like 15 or something like that it rolled, like, 15 dice and only got one destroyer. <laughs> it was so insane. It's really ridiculous. But anyways, yeah.
0: if this was just a hero, it would be kind of like whatever. But, like, the fact that I would also have to choose a two-planet home system that isn't even for resources round one. Like, the fact that I could get this or I could choose the guaranteed four stalls and the four resource single planet home system that's what always makes this such a tricky one to me is like because there is a natural comparison i think of it even worse than it even is
1: i am with you no i know you are but i am not as confident in you in saying that it's bad i am holding out uh that because it what i'm saying is in order for it to be bad the ceiling would need to be low yeah but the ceiling is high right now are you always going to get that ceiling no definitely not definitely not yeah but i gotta see it play out Mm-hmm. I gotta see it play out a lot, actually, right. because I feel like if this could be the kind of thing where I'm smelling possibilities here, where eventually people are like, actually, there's a lot of agendas where you can make this pop off at full value, mm-hmm. and if it just turns into, yeah, no, there's there, it's 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 pretty easy to swing it. You just gotta keep your eyes open, right. take politics a lot, uh, put in specific agendas right. that the will mean help. Mean ones, the really rough this. ones, yeah. 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 Because uh, the goal is, you know, the goal is for to force them to vote against you. It's right. not you. You don't want exactly. Nobody. You're trying agenda, to be nefarious. There's no here. agenda. That's right. better than five command tokens and five trade goods. There's no agenda that's better than that. Right. Um. Well, except for uh, what is Ixtyan artifact? But sure. that's just because it's fun. Um. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I'm 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 gonna
0: withhold judgment on that one. Of course. Um. Okay. Let's get into their technologies then, and their boy, their tech is where this. Uh, faction really flies off a handle. If it hasn't been weird yet, uh, hold on to your butts, because it's about to get uh, a lot weirder. So, yeah. again, you can start with like any color tech you basically want, provided the other players sitting at your table started with tech. Usually there's like a pretty good array. Like It's going to be really rare that it's like, oh wow, all five other factions only have red tech or something. Mm-hmm. Like that. That's just inc- exceedingly rare. But uh, their first tech is the IIHQ Modernization. And it is a single yellow requirement, which means you could Mm -hmm. very easily just start with Scanlink or Sarween tools because one of the other factions started with it. Predictive would be an awesome. Playing against Mahawk and starting with predictive is awesome, right? How often do we say, like, I don't necessarily want to research predictive, but it would be great to start with it. This is a situation for that. I can start with predictive and then I can immediately research into this tech, which is you are neighbors with all players that have units or control planets in or adjacent to the Mechatol rex system. So that whole bubble around Mechatol, just the planets, not ships there, but uh, that have units in the Mechatol rex system. Let's see. Oh, gosh. Actually, the wording is quite weird. That have units or control planets. Sorry, it's both. So anybody in the Ixthian zone, right? We'll call it the sure. Ixthian artifact zone. Yeah, yeah. Anybody in there you are neighbors with. Then gain the custodia Vigilia planet card and its legendary planet ability card you cannot lose these cards, and this card cannot have an X or Y assimilator token placed on it. Dane fixed his own thing where it's like, hey, I wanted to create a, an ability really wild, but actually the Necro makes it not possible, so actually we're just going to write the Necro out of this one. We yeah, Necro's written exist. out of this one.
1: It's it's like, this is not a tech, yeah.
0: actually, right. almost. This they should have been the commander, thematic. basically. Like, this should have had a commander unlock, Yeah, and then the other thing could have been this tech, like the, the actual after you perform component actions could have very easily been this tech anyways that's i'm not the designer of this board game who cares what i think uh anyways you gain a legendary planet the custodia vigilia is a two three planet which is like hey it's jail ear or whatever that's a pretty good planet like that's you can right. use it that's, that's in either way that's too. always a comfortable yeah. two resources or a comfortable command counter to to buy uh you also get the legendary card which reads as follows while you control mechatol rex it gains space cannon five and production three. So you don't even need a space dock on Mechatol Rex to have the yeah. standard space dock on Mechatol Rex, basically. And secondary ability here: gain two command tokens when another player scores victory points using Imperial. Now I will note this one is very confusing wording and has effectively already been like pseudo eroded by Dane. To say this is explicitly meaning the gain of victory point for controlling Mechatol Rex when playing Imperial. This is not scoring objectives. This is when somebody, uh, when another player that is not you, has Mechatol, plays Imperial, and gets a point for holding Mechatol while playing Imperial, you get two command tokens.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's maybe the weirdest ability we've seen in the game thus far. Yeah. Very, Um, very, very weird. Um, Very,
0: very weird. I love... The first part of that too, the like always have it. If you take like this, is basically another mechatol faction, right? This is like a pseudo Winu. I mean, even in the lore, they sort of occupy a pretty similar position as the Winu, right? Where it's mm-hmm. like we were the Winar and custodians. This is our home, and and the Council Clares sort of say the exact same well, thing. They're, basically, they're like the new Winu.
1: Exactly. You know, the Winu are like disgraced, and yeah. like, they're and they like This, these are the people like doing this job now. Yeah. Basically. Right. Um, so, but I, I love that you get that space cannon in production
0: and, and what's great is you can also, uh, plop a space stock on Mechatol and like increase that value. Like you can have six production with just a single space stock on Mechatol Rex and this tech, but this is about to get even crazier, uh, when we describe their second technology, which is only one more yellow tech prerequisite. So similar to like salvage ops into mirror computing, but easier the, this is a natural tech path for the Caleras. If you have two yellow techs, you can get the agency supply network, which is whenever you resolve one of your production abilities, you may resolve an additional one of your production abilities in any system. The additional does not trigger uh, the use of this ability. So one time, you get to one time like double build in two separate systems. Right. Notably, the one that you're building away from is not being activated. So you can control Mechatol Rex, right? Have the production three because you have IIHQ modernization. You can activate your home system to do a build to defend your home system and also build three units at Mechatol. Now, notably, it is one production ability. So earlier I said like you can have the tech and a space dock there. If that was the setup you had, you wouldn't be able to build six units off of agency supply network. But, like, alternatively, you could activate Mechatol, build six units, and then also build at home or whatever.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, for this reason, uh, the fact that they have faction tech that are both uh, basically essential, I mean, Custodia Vigilia, I would almost say, I would I would love to say is not actually that essential, but because mostly I feel like what's going to happen is Agency Supply Network It's used in order to build enough units to then take a Mechatol Rex. Yeah. It's almost like, to me, they're a little bit backwards. Right. I think IIHQ modernization is something that will only really make sense to have once you have gotten agency supply network already Mm -hmm. and used that to outproduce whoever is on Mechatol Rex uh, with your forward space dock, which you can now basically build out of in a completely bonkers way. Yeah, um, and it also like to me it kind of, I mean they're they're definitely gonna be a a blue yellow faction. Sorry, yeah. sorry everybody. Sorry, they're definitely they can gonna be a literally faction. literally
0: start with gravity drive, so they're. A I don't blue know what faction. to tell <laughs> you.
1: They're 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 blue and they are yellow. At least they're blue yellow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> they're not just blue like everybody else. They are that. <laughs> All right. Settle for that because yeah. they have good yellow faction tech that they are gonna get. Probably almost every single yeah. time. Yeah. I mean, the fact that IIHQ modernization gets you just two command tokens every time someone happens to score a mechatol rex point. Yep. What is that even? Right. Well, why do we okay. even need that? That's
0: why I, I want to expand on IIHQ modernization a little bit because let's talk about the value. Let's say we started with scan link technology. I don't care. You started with a yellow, right? You started with yellow.
1: I would started, start with graviton. I, I would care. start with graviton. That was my ability. only option. I would. Yeah. yeah because whatever. here.
0: Here's the thing. Here's the thing. We talked about their round one starting value, right? Oh, man, they start with such a good thing. Imagine this. I start with two commodities and a trade good and whatever my planets are. When tech pops, I do the secondary of tech. I spend four bucks from wherever I've got it. Who cares? I instantly gain another two resources back. IIHQ pays for itself in two rounds, you you pay for half of it the moment you refresh it because you get Custodia Vigilia unexhausted to you. You gain yep. it, and yep. it's just here. It is here's two resources, uh, and then maybe you get two command tokens at some point in the game. But even by round two, having Custodia Vigilia like is two more bucks or is another command token or whatever. If you pop this before leadership happens in round one, like it could be an extra token if you need it. You probably don't, but it, it it's a ridiculous amount of value instantly
1: yeah it's ridiculous um i i i hesitate the only thing that i think okay we can kind of start talking about the kit as a whole now i yeah, feel we've like got, we have listed you,
0: every single component
1: now you got the whole thing so overall it they sound very strong when you list all the things out and i think they i think they probably are i think they're an economic powerhouse i think yeah. they, it's similar yes. to how we feel about empyrean where it's like they just
0: never don't have money there's just yeah. always money there
1: always got the money uh, the Mechs make it so that uh, if they want to defend their home system easy style, they're gonna. Yeah. Which is also, I think, kind of similar to Imperium right? Of just like, yeah, I you 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 can't you can't get in there. You're yeah. not getting in there. Um, it could be. This is just a theory. It could be that this is all maybe a little too win more. No, mm-hmm. I wonder. Totally. I wonder if the kit is so specific because I have played some games of Calaris where. I just kind of look over and I'm like, this never really became anything yeah. for some reason or another. Right. I think the games where they don't, where the timing doesn't work out for them and they don't end up getting a lot of value out of all this Mechatol Rex-based ability stuff sure. is just a game where, I don't know, they're just kind of like, yep, yeah, they got a lot of plastic. I'm not really sure it's doing anything yeah. super important, but it just is there. Right. And the production stuff, that's it's crazy. Crazy good. Yeah. But what about just points i guess sure. it's kind of it's right. kind of my there, there thing. is an
0: argument to be made here that in the worst case scenario all Caleras has as a unit ability period is 3 extra dollars per round and yeah. that's not necessarily points right so well, there are games god. where that will be how they are played
1: thank god that's all there like yeah. it's funny th- so this is an ex- this is a pok faction you mm-hmm. know what i mean mm-hmm. like if you take po if you tried to to take away pok out of this <laughs> they don't even have abilities yeah they got nothing they li- suddenly they have like very little going on yeah that's very uh, true i
0: hadn't even considered that the idea yeah, yeah. of playing it's, them it's, without leaders without mechs, uh technically yeah. without legendary planets right like we right. don't i mean i guess you could just sort of play with it anyways in base game and you just it's the only legendary planet in the game right. but yeah with no hero and with no mech and no other leaders, none of this stuff makes any sense. All you have is three extra bucks around. Literally, that's it. That's the only ability that you have.
1: Also, I really want to congratulate um, Dane. Clearly, Dane wanted to retcon Mechatol Rex into being a legendary planet, and he found a way to do it. (laughs) Sort of. And I really respect that. I want to note,
0: I want to note, because Custodia Vigilia is located on Mechatol Rex, but it is a separate planet card. It does not make mechatol rex a no, legendary no, yeah. planet
1: no mechatol rex is not a, a legendary is, planet yeah, yeah. but custodia Vigilia is right. <laughs> which is hysterical i also just love the idea of finally we have multiple things happening on one planet in twilight imperium you know what i mean like the, the, there is there is a planet that's going in two different directions mm-hmm. at once and mm-hmm. it's the most appropriate planet for that uh, to be happening Do we want to get into a little bit of pre pre-orata?
0: I would love to. Yeah, yeah. We, you, so you've heard a lot of our takes. We're going to react to some stuff other people have been saying. But again, we don't know anything about this faction yet. So I'm, I've been certainly curious what other folks uh, have had to say. Uh, first up here is Wecker. And we've sort of touched on this point, but I want to kind of specifically react to it. Wecker says, Calaris win as an under the radar faction until they randomly play five component actions in a row and score three guac off of it.
1: Now, I don't know about scoring three guac. Yeah. I do feel like the component action thing I feel like we've already talked about a little bit, which is it can be devastating depending on what component actions are out there. Yeah. But what what do they actually have access to? Right. basically they have Wecker
0: is sort of selling the idea of like a scan link Caleras that lux themselves into the shard of the throne or whatever and that's one component action and then like you kind of I don't know you turn that into other stuff that's the this turn that Wecker is describing is the I get the shard of the throne off of my uh fragments and then i play my unexpected action and then i activate a system to go take or whatever yeah right that's like this turn that wecker is proposing and i think that's definitely possible we're going to see plays of the week that are this style of thing i definitely don't think it's like how every or even most calaris games go but it's definitely a thing that can pop off
1: yeah i also feel like we're just as likely to see this happen for another faction in the game that Calaris is in if they Does have their sold alliance their, with, yeah. their, their, their <laughs> alliance to them i'm telling you next time i play l1 and i'm in and, and i'm in a game with calaris mm-hmm. i'm going to be best buds yeah. i'm going to be giving up cybernetic for cheap i'm going to be saying hey let me get that alliance yeah uh, i want i want my hero to be real fun this time yeah. and i oh don't want to have to get late the, the wind
0: slaying potential of an l1 with a calaris commander is yeah. just that's insane, Hunter. That's yeah, insane.
1: Ben- benediction, and I get to do something after, like, oh my and, goodness, like, it, again, like we're we're just, I mean, we're really just talking about. Actually, would Benediction work? Doesn't Benediction, would Benediction work? It would. I think it would. It's a component action. Well, yeah, it, it, it is a component action. I just was thinking about the wording of sure. I don't know. Well, it, it the it, other two people just like don't have anything to say about it, but you definitely could like
0: use it to clear a system yeah. and make yeah. it to where there's like almost nothing yeah. left there, and then you activate the system immediately after that benediction or whatever it's
1: pretty cool what am i thinking of oh i'm thinking of the mahawk commander oh sure it's not that that's not a component which you do have to end your turn and that's not a component action anyways because this tactical action that triggers the uh, right. follow-up ability there's gonna
0: be a lot of those kind of moments where people are like wait is this
1: <laughs> it's that
0: meme of the the guy with the butterfly and it's gonna be is this a component action <laughs> 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 with like every possible outcome of things that you can do for like crazy yeah. maneuvers
1: yeah, that's that's gonna take some getting used to. We have we have the word component action. Yeah. on an ability now. Is that yeah. the, is that a first? Uh, like in terms kind of, of this a... sort
0: of ability, I think it is. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, everything else has just been like a, we've had tactical action a number of times, but right. I think even realizing earlier that like even even Minister of War is not a component action. Right. It is a thing that happens after you take a tactical action. Is is when you do Minister of War. So. I was trying right, to present that Minister action, of War combo. Yeah. It's not intrinsic to the combo, but it is... It can be a part of, like, a different style of combo, which is to say, like, Minister of War can be the last thing you can do. You can do an unexpected action into a Minister of War, which then, is, you know what I mean? Like, you can do that kind of... It's, it's very confusing, um, and it's going to continue to be confusing, but I do think we're going to see big plays, uh, like Wecker describes.
1: Yeah, I if... if To add a little bit to what is saying, I think Polaris uh, has everything in their pocket for uh, late game stall fest yep. that end in weird, like a sarl style, like mm-hmm. you're all past and now I'm going to do a bunch of weird stuff. Yeah. Um, I would agree with that wholeheartedly. Cause like, Oh my God, we've got so much, we've, we've got so much economy. Mm-hmm. We're getting two uh, command tokens. We don't even need off of Custodia Vigilia. When people happen to score Mechatol Rex point, that's yeah. just like sur- surprise two command tokens. Like yeah. that's crazy. Yeah. Um, that's just a lot. Uh, let's read. We got Fallen Waffle here has uh, has a little piece. Fallen Waffle says,
0: has anyone considered calling Calaris
1: a Space
0: Dock 2 faction yet? If not, I'm calling it now. They can start with a yellow, then go down their faction techs. Their second faction tech allows them to build both at home and at a forward dock without activating. I definitely, I don't know yet about Space Dock 2. Maybe. I mean, there's going to be games where you probably want it, but I'm definitely leaning into the idea that Calaris is a a billion percent you need that forward dock. Whether it's on Mechatol Rex or not, oh, yeah. I don't care. But like I want I want Lodor adjacent to Mechatol Rex. And then I put a forward dock there. It's at bare minimum a five production forward dock. And and if I get any explorers, it's even better, right? Space dock two makes it a seven build thing. And I can build out of that without activating it. It's like a super duper sling relay. I can build a carrier and six fighters and then just send those to go do things uh, in in my next action or whatever. Like that that stuff is going to be pretty crazy.
1: I think economy wise... I mean, Space Dock 2 basically never makes sense economy-wise, though. Like, right. And I feel like we've we've really described Hilaris as having a lot of economic abilities, but I'm not really sure how much economy you need well, to make Space Dock 2 make sense.
0: Yeah, and at but, the end of the day, too, the thing about Space Dock 2 for me is to use the forward dock unactivated thing, I have to already be doing a separate build, right? And I want that separate build to, like, also be meaningful. Like, I'm spending... All of my money. I actually don't think I'm going to have a production capacity problem, as the is So Space Dock Two doesn't un- unleash any potential. Uh, and and when we think of unit upgrades, what is going to increase my potential is Carrier Two, Fighter Two, Dreadnought right. Two. Right. I mean that right. that's what I want as this faction. So yeah, I, I don't really buy into Space Dock Two like being this huge monumental thing for them. But I do think a forward dock is like critical to their success
1: if anything i like kind of i mean anybody that's gonna try and make an argument for space dock 2 i am on your side oh for sure. waffle try i just want to say that in a way i think the ability actually means that calaris is further away from yes. needing space dock 2. yep that that's exactly. maybe how we should think about it that the the problem actually is like well because they have all this production versatility mm-hmm. space dock 2 will never really be a factor yep. whereas like for me space dock 2 makes more sense for Actions that really don't have the bandwidth for like i mean i guess i think nalu is the classic yeah. space dock 2 yeah, action uh we don't have the 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 space basically mm-hmm. to um to maneuver we don't have versatility so we need space dock 2 just because we need to start pumping stuff out yep um whereas yeah i feel like calaris can just get around it um stads also has some pre errata for us stads uh as we mentioned very early in the episode uh <laughs> probably over an hour ago listener uh <laughs> Over an hour ago uh, into this discussion, we mentioned that Stads had done um, some mind palacing yep. uh, about the Calaris ignore law ability. <laughs> which, which I would Stads, say- Stads, why? Yeah. Why did you do that? <laughs> for fun, because Stads is cool and does cool stuff. All right? Yeah. Get off Stads back. Matt. <laughs> Stads is my bestie. Okay? My best friend in the whole world, Stads. So let's read
0: it. It is, uh, here, here's the things that Caleras could probably possibly get out of ignoring laws on their turn. Reminder that this is like at the start of my turn, I spend in the influence. And so that now during this and this action alone, laws don't apply to me. So what are the laws that could be beneficial for you to not apply in a single moment, in a single action? Uh, repealing political censure in theory could be great. Uh, but Calaris probably never gets elected for political censure. I think I agree with that because why would you vote for Calaris in a situation where they can easily get rid of the negative of it? it I think it's a really weird relationship with political censure because technically you lose. Do you lose the point? Like, does is the wording uh, enough to make it to where you, you temporarily lose the point and then gain it back? Maybe not. Maybe it's just like it doesn't have. Treat it as blank. So you you don't lose control of the thing, which means you don't lose the victory point. Anyways. The point being, you get to play action cards while you hold political censure if you want to spend an influence for if, you. If Even if you lose the point, though, you would gain, you gain back, back at the end yeah. of your turn. Exactly. So it doesn't matter one way or the other. But the point here I being,
1: think, you receive no negative effect from political censure if you want to. I think it's more fun if you do lose the point because yeah. it's just blank. It just says it's blank. Right. So then what like it's like if it's a blank card it doesn't say anything so we and, and we only count out points we can see we can't see that we we're yeah. literally we're reading it when there's no text on there's it there's no
0: text on it what am, what no am i supposed to we read here we need to take you down
1: a point <laughs> and i will insist in every game yeah, that you take do it. the point down <laughs> and then at the end of the turn oh we found your oh, point again point. there you go some text appeared oh my goodness it, it, a, is, a victory it is victory point peekaboo yeah and that's a joke <laughs> i make for you matt as, as a man who probably has to play peekaboo. Do you play peekaboo with Molly? I've never seen you play peekaboo. We don't call it peekaboo, but yeah, we play it. What we, do you mean a, you don't? We play you, got your own, you got your own folk game version well, think, of peekaboo? Think about,
0: think about my whole vibe. And it's really significantly more like
1: loud screaming than it That's is true. like a peekaboo. It's not it's peekaboo. So it's, loud <laughs> it's insanely loud at your house. Everyone at your house is just constantly making like goblin monster noises, basically. <laughs> You you people rarely communicate with your words. Yeah, yeah. You just kind of which is why
0: Molly has not been doing so great at learning new words. She just has noises for words instead of words so far. Yeah. Today she she, so she she's watched a little bit of Peppa Pig recently, and today this is gonna be harder to translate. Podcast, but today she looked at looked at Katie and she just goes (laughs) peh peh like like pointing at the TV, snapping her finger, just like peh do it put it on. I need I need peh
1: peh. Hey. and it's because you're teaching her to she are not teaching her words so she yeah. so everything needs to be like a guttural noise exactly. for her she, she has the idea of the word pig but there are no words where you kind of you, you, everything it just has to be like a punch mm-hmm. every word is a punch that you're just making with air punch words um what are the other uh we got classified document leaks uh yeah. could be cool sure i I, I actually don't quite even understand that one but hey we left it in there good job Stads. yeah i don't i
0: really don't get this one if the if the timing is nice we can what we can gain additional secrets or something i don't know because the point is on our turn we can make it to where we can't claim the objective that exists oh i get it okay here it is here it is it's more a defensive maneuver of like i'm gonna go do this risky combat but i don't want them to score brave avoid off of me or I don't want them to... It's it's anti-become-a-martyr. Oh. This is anti-become-a-martyr if uh, become-a-martyr has become the classified document leak. That's how ridiculous uh, Stads has thought through this.
1: Okay, well, hey, that's fun. Sure. All right? yeah. And thanks for the free content. All right, Stads? <laughs> I appreciate it here's Uh, the big one yeah exactly This is the the big
0: one the big one is minister of peace Uh, can't be
1: minister to peace
0: you cannot be minister to peace period and add to that the idea we talked about all this like I can unexpected action into minister of war like there is a potential here to do huge actions and that's a threat that we will always technically have and the idea that minister of peace never applies against us if we don't want it to is like a
1: huge deal uh, yeah so and it only costs um,
0: one influence that's nothing
1: at the end of the episode after we get we get done doing the rundown I'm gonna have a spoiler for a tournament game uh play having to do with minister of peace so stay tuned for that mm, if fun. you want a spoiler if you don't want a spoiler you can just check out early yeah uh what uh, else we got
0: next up these are smaller but anti-intellectual revolution uh basically you can when if you're popping tech on your turn you can spend the influence beforehand to not have to kill ships. When you do tech, that's the thing with anti-intellectual revolution. Uh, similarly, regulated conscription is like you get this benefit to your fighters and stuff, but you have to build new fighters or infantry when you do it. So you could spend the influence to, oh, I don't I really didn't want to build fighters or infantry this turn. That is like not a big deal and almost never going to come up. But hey, I mean, I guess it, it kind of could every once in a while. The last one is is enforced travel ban and nexus sovereignty these are the ones where it's like i can move through nebulas or like wormhole all that movement stuff you can uh like lock down or turn on you know turn back on nebulas or whatever i don't, I don't know why you yeah. need to do much of that stuff because mostly those things are restricting movement um i guess that's the point is you can open it and back up enforced travel ban is that the nebula one though like that's the one where you open up nebulas and you could instead decide to turn them off i don't know why you would ever do that but it doesn't matter. All right, we're done. That's all of them. I mean, that, that that's Stads is a genius, and that's literally all Stads could think of that is beneficial <laughs> for Caleras to use this ability on. That's yeah, uh, it's, that's not high praise.
1: <laughs> again, it's fun thematic mm-hmm. stuff. It's going to – there's going to be – you know we're guaranteed a cool play yeah. in the next, like, two years right that has to do with this. Where we're going to be like, oh,
0: this is huge. Can I put and my then, cap damn, on?
1: Can I put my cap on real quick. The, the, that yeah. annoying
0: designer cap. It's it's that it's a it's that cap nobody needs. And I, wonder, oh, okay. if, you I only, wonder if you only have caps nobody needs. I know, um, but I wish that this was like when a law is resolved, or a, a law or directive, right? When an agenda is resolved, I wish it was like spend a bit more influence, like spend like five influence or something. Spend spending a lot, and then don't incur the effect of the agenda at all, right? like if or calaris could calaris dodge for everybody for Colaris to dodge any agenda they want to add at a, at a like a, a sizable enough cost or whatever i feel like i wish it was that
1: what if it was so like we get money in the strategy phase uh-huh um rep- replenish commodities at the start of the strategy phase then game one t- uh trade good what if it was also you may spend you know, for influence at the start of the strategy phase, treat all laws blank until the end of the action phase. Yeah
0: some some version I just wish it applied to like things that actually happen in the agenda because it's because it's only laws and only on your action that it's like such a ridiculously limited use that it's basically not an ability to me but I actually would have liked an ability where it's like hey I get to dodge pu- public execution if it's a big enough deal I get to dodge the the global effect like oh I don't ha- I don't have to tap a bunch of planets when we do the net you know those agendas that are boring because when you vote against you do a bad thing to yourself What if Calaris got to vote against because they cannot suffer the negative? That's, like, more mechanically relevant and interesting and still on the exact same theme to me. Hmm. Hmm. Anyways. I'm taking my cap off. I've I've taken it off. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, take your cap off. Nobody needs that. Take your cap off.
1: Well, we'll... It'll be, we'll, we'll see, things will evolve, you yeah. know, things will evolve. As, as as we gain more understanding of the faction, yeah. uh, we will learn uh, more and more. Um, do we have anything else we want to put out? Yeah, I don't know. Is there Calera's any other final plan? takeaways? How, what, what, if you, Hunter,
0: if you had to throw a dart at the wall, and without mm-hmm. even, like, a different tier list, and, like, you're not looking at last year's tier list, and you're not thinking about next year's tier list, what tier do you put Council Calera's in? just think, sort of blind, blindly.
1: I think right now I would actually put them and I might be being kind of a little too optimistic, but I think they're like kind of an A tier. That's exactly faction. what I was going to say. I don't think they're yeah. S tier. I don't
0: think anything they do no. goes nuts and just wins all the time. Right, But like I don't, I, I definitely can't make an argument that they're ever going to have like a truly bad game. Like even when yeah. they're not scoring all the points they need to score, they're going to be in a comfortable position. It's going to be hard to just like thwart the council of Calaris. you know what I mean you can't just like yeah. eliminate them round two usually
1: right they might and I I mean I I'm gonna leave open the possibility that they're actually a little worse than that mm-hmm. um but right now it sounds like a pretty good kit that leads to a lot of things that that would that would in a lot of games mean that we have options as far as getting yeah. uh guac and uh having you know, having lots of plastic does help us score a lot of secrets. Yep. Uh, and of For course, sure. there's a lot of especially unlock
0: plastic. Right. That's my yep. big thing that I keep coming home to is like this is a this is an action phase secret faction. If ever there was one we talk about like, oh, Nomad needs to get a uh, sling relay or they, they start with sling relay. Right. They They do that. They can always like spawn in their flagship and then immediately unveil a flagship. Like so can this faction. Right. This faction can just—I mean—if you get the Argent Hero, you can also just unveil flagship, right? Like you can just yeah. in the combat where it matters. Oop! This round, I spawn a flagship and then I score unveil flagship or whatever. But even without that, I can build a forward flagship and then immediately go like use it elsewhere or whatever.
1: I would put it this way: most, if not all, Blue Start factions are up there. Yes. Are in the most of them are in the top ten. The only two that that really aren't would be, uh, Ghosts, um, and like Barony right i I, even like titans we maybe made an argument was not in the that top 10 but uh, i think have i think that's changed this year they're just they're just a weird faction with a with a very i don't know i don't know i i I still don't understand why titans they had 10 sometimes
0: we we are we are more than two-thirds through the prelims they had 10 wins in the qualifiers and they have not won a single time in the prelims that's how weird weird. titans it like titans just like i don't know it's it that you can't look at them in like a vacuum
1: (laughs) right um, and those three factions, I would say, uh, and Calaris is essentially a blue start faction. Yep. I mean, yep. except for those situations where they won't get to. But, yeah. but in that situation, no one got exactly. To. There's no, so, there's no.
0: You didn't lose an advantage, right? They're you didn't, always,
1: yeah, yeah, they're always going to have the opportunity to be blue start if that matters. Yep. You know what I mean? Um, so in that way, I would say that they're probably better than Barony. Uh, and and probably ghosts as well as much as it pains me to say, but ghosts is cooler than Calaris, Obviously, Calaris sucks. Ghost rules, <laughs> uh, but definitely better than those factions. And uh, they're probably around Titans. Yeah. As far as goodness goes, they're probably I mean, in that vicinity, maybe a little better.
0: My my brain really does go more towards thinking about Empyrean and Empyrean's money, Empyrean's income is this like implied income for like mm-hmm. little things whereas Calera's is a hard and fast income. Like yes, That's I true. get more money. And yeah. the defensive stuff of Empyrean is this like reactive, you unlock my home system I get to reactivate it. The Dynamo's pretty good. The the Empyrean mechs are are better as an overall defensive tool, but that's about it. Everything else in the Calaris kit, I would say is better defensively. And so like money plus defenses plus blue tech, like all of that screams a, a faction that accomplishes many, many goals on the table.
1: My money is still on Empyrean if we're talking Empyrean versus Calaris. but I, I would say it's probably we're probably talking around the same Oh yeah in area. And they're I both just, like an A tier basically, maybe or, or Yeah. Maybe. Here here here's why I like Empyrean better. Because we start with DET. Yeah, And so that means that in so many situations we're gonna get more secret draw. But what about how those.
0: often what about how often uh Calaris starts with D E T? When Empyrean and Winu are both in the game, you start with D E T, right? Like you just do that. You sure. just start with DET. So, like, a percentage of the time, Calaris is, like, right there with Empyrean on, on DET stuff.
1: Yeah, but they don't start with two... Well, they, they don't start with the agent that Empyrean starts with that allows them to not waste command tokens in exploring. Yeah, so, yeah, I no, I, I I would not say that being able to start with DET in those very He's specific alone. situations means yeah. that Calaris would be better than yeah. Empyrean. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that is important to know, that no matter how... No matter what we say on Calaris, the fact that their starting tech is such a giant variable is always going to be a huge boon for them, yep. as far yep. as uh, kit goes. Yep. So, but yeah, it, it's nice that their faction tech are both. I don't even know why their faction tech needed to both be yellow.
0: I know the idea. It's such a. It's so annoying. You think about it in the way that Stardax tech is annoying. Like we have no starting tech, and we're in completely opposite directions. Yep. And then here's a faction that can start with any tech including two tech of a color you could start right. with anything right and we made both of their tech cheap like low tier tech yeah, a yeah. one and a two and yellow think about the idea that you could you can start the game with two yellows and immediately skip IihQ you would I don't know why you would even do that but like you could go straight to their second faction tech turn one
1: yeah. Yeah, like, I mean, I guess that's because both of the faction tech, they sound like yellow tech as yeah. far as what they do. Oh, for sure. You know what I mean? Like, thematically, they do yeah. seem like yellow tech, so well, I don't want to act okay. like that. You say you
0: say that, mm-hmm. but Sling Relay is a like produce an unlocked yeah. thing, and then yeah. we have this double yellow tech that's produce it. I don't know. There's no logic to me. There to is to no me, logic. in the tech, there's actually no logic. I, I wish it was like two different level three techs, and it's like the idea like they're superpowers, but you sort of have to lean into this. Like, well, this game, I'm gonna start two red. I like the idea of as being this faction that's like you pick the kind of game you're having at the start. You pick what Calaris you, you gotta play. at got to call your shot. Start. Yeah. You got to call your shot. So it's like, I'm going to start with two reds because I want that level three red tech thing. Like I w- And I want to carry this faction in this way. I think that would have been uh, very funny. I'm oh, sorry. Uh, how did my hat get back on my head? Sorry, my, my cat yeah. jumped right back on my head there. I've, I've thrown it in the trash now.
1: Yeah. I, obviously, though, Matt, if if you made such a big change like that um, as the designer of the game uh, that you are... Yeah. Uh, you would have to kind of change everything else around it too, sure. right? Because cause basically the way they work is they have uh a kind of bunk like abilities on the mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. The the leaders are like pretty good and yeah. kind of help out the start. The mechs are uh real, real good. But actually the faction tech are kind of like where the real abilities are. Yeah. That the like the stuff that I think is kind of makes or breaks yes, them. It's uh, sort of similar to men tech where it's like, um, yeah without mirror computing what is this faction yeah you know for sure and that's kind of how i feel about um the calaris faction tech although maybe not to quite that extent because mirror computing is obviously the best tech in the game um Uh, but i want to tell
0: you about the the homebrew faction i want to i want to make that this faction makes me think of i I think i've told you this in private before but the one i really want to make is a faction with um no abilities and um not a very good start like a like a a pretty bad start probably like maybe maybe even like no starting tech I don't know doesn't matter Uh, and then they don't have an agent and they don't have a hero but instead they have three commanders and all three of the commanders are like fairly tough unlocks Mm -hmm. that like really push you in a direction you don't want to go in but then the abilities are incredible like way too good but the idea being like you can really like sacrifice big portions of your game that you did not start on a good footing of to gain massive benefits and so then like by the late game suddenly you're this like powerhouse faction if you were able to unlock all of your commanders that's what yeah. i want
1: that's interesting i feel like it's kind of three factions in one sure basically instead of designing one whole faction we had we took three faction ideas we put them in one faction and we had the player choose yes which one they were going to play right essentially right. yeah that's interesting Anyway, hey,
0: guess what? I want to thank our weird bears: Big Al Cappuccino, Anvillier, Squeamish Emu, Brasperd Brian, Kaluin, Dark Jutsu Goondock. Ignoring my PhD, Carnal, totally calculating poet, kindred spirit Alice, Lord Raddington, Bagels, Emleshewski, Sunfax, Absol, Ricky M44, RYs, and Fancy Zeeling. And I want to thank Mama's lovely Larva. My son is also named Bort. Tautology is what it is. Frank G. Reka, Jedim Jedi, Graxer, Rolo, Uncle Batty, and Teddy's
1: jam for you. All right, Galactic Council poll is out. You still have time. Get in there. Your options are action cards. Uh, action cards redux which is where we re-examine all of the action cards we actually have a good reason to do that now because of this component action thing Um, and then the rest of your options are essentially deep dives on all the rest of the codex we can uh, go through the frontier frontier deck in its entirety but Mm -hmm. obviously we will talk a lot about the new codex three frontier cards uh we can talk about the yin faction uh, as far as like what they got now and how it will affect their game nalu faction update extra faction update these are these are your options yep uh, essentially we gave you action cards and then what which, which part of codex three do you want us to talk about right now yeah uh, all the, right
0: the homebrewers guild it's uh, my turn this month and similar to last time i did it i want to do sort of like a tournament rulesy kind of thing i want to workshop a ninth strategy card that reveals more public objectives the idea with this workshop that we're going to do is like potentially do we need to alter other strategy cards to fit in line with this but i want a strategy card that quickens the pace of getting public objectives on the board with the idea that like if you used it every single round you would end the game in like round six or something like that it's essentially something that happened in the big strategy card uh, homebrew game, but that mm-hmm. one was like way, way wackier. I want right. to rein this one in and see what it looks like uh, when we t- kind of take it seriously as like a tournament style game. Could could a tournament variant have a ninth strategy card that sort of quickens the pace of the game? That's what I'm after. So let's, let's chat about that in the Homebrewers Guild and we will do a game here in a couple weeks, uh, we're wrapping up the prelims, and then there's a couple uh, actually massive <laughs> events coming up for Hunter and I that we yep. haven't talked much about yet. But uh, th- I would not expect a Homebrewers Guild game until I guess I guess June, uh, basically. Like I don't, I, there's no conceivable way to squeeze this game in until mid June.
1: Yeah, we'll. Yeah, we will. We will get it done whenever we get it done. Uh, actually, Matt, I think this is a good time to just sort of tease. Yeah, we have like a kind of handful of different things yeah that are just about to get announced right which is really exciting so stay tuned um and get excited yeah uh because it's gonna be kind of an unbelievable summer for the show i'll go ahead and say that uh the we have like i don't know there's there are some dreams coming true yeah very soon (laughs) yeah uh which is pretty crazy it's a Um, it's
0: a very exciting summer and it's gonna like it there's some stuff like on the immediate horizon but then there's also like a lot of really cool stuff later in the summer there's there's just a a lot that's like kind of going on and and it's funny too
1: because we're on the verge of being able to announce several things but we like can't like we're it's It's literally like timing and i'm really sorry yeah Yeah. (laughs) the window we're announcing these things is like just about to open and like i can see it starting to open (laughs) but we have to get this episode out right now yeah um so yeah stay tuned Um, Uh, You
0: can rate this podcast and in the rating, make it really annoying. Say, I'm very excited for the things coming in summer of 2022. I'm so excited. (laughs) So five stars so that when people, (laughs) it's already just gone. Uh, But you can rate us on Apple podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, all over the place. You can also find our website, spacecatspeaceturtles.com, for ways to contribute to the Patreon and become a galactic council member and vote on all those things Hunter voted on earlier. Or you can become a part of the homebrewers guild and help contribute stuff for then homebrewers Guild streams you can also find our twitter and our discord and our merch and all that stuff on that website
1: yeah okay i'm gonna close it out today with a tournament spoiler um this is for a very specific play that i just want to talk about because it was just it was very very cool yeah um and i just want to call attention to it um so the situation is this um it is uh which game was it it was game 28 uh so this like just happened so i like again i want to stress like that this is the rest we're the only thing we're talking about this for probably isn't the on episodes. youtube yet is yeah the, is the point yeah. so like you you do not have to listen to us break this down if you do not like tournament spoilers just go ahead and leave like mm-hmm. we're not talking about anything else we're we just will talk end about this the show ready. the second we're done with yes. the story <laughs> so but i just i cannot hold this in all right it was very cool so this was an interesting group um that that played on Sunday. Um it was a, a lot of known faces and some some new ones as well. We had uh Brian, uh finalist uh from tournament two. We had Shorty55, also finalist from Tournament Two. We had Vision S, uh, who is uh a streamer, a, a, a fellow tournament streamer, has helped us with many tournament things mm-hmm. actually in the past. Has also been a, a ref in past tournaments. Uh has also been a semifinalist in tournament three uh she actually lost to Teddy who then went on to win tournament three right uh, it and was she a- almost won that game yeah she almost won that game so she's <laughs> one of those people that almost took the spot that went to the person that ended up winning yeah and I tend to remember that stuff yeah a lot um we also had uh, three players I was less familiar with uh, but were all very impressive Sarah Sakin stranger danger and and Gazoid um this specific play has to do with vision s though we are um in round five and uh it's been a long game it's been kind of a tiresome game also this was on mother's day uh which was uh kind of fitting uh because vision s is a, a mommy yeah um a self admitted mommy <laughs> uh, self
0: admitted
1: <laughs> and she's having some trouble she's she basically has nine points figured out she needs to score an action phase the problem is that the cabal player who is her support swap partner has minister of peace which is an absolute i don't get to for an action phase uh secret kind of thing but i think in her head she's like i i, I might have lost because mm-hmm. how am i going to get around this if they see that this activation is about a secret objective then that's it there's not there's nothing else i can do and if you want to read i'll read minister of peace for you real quick <clears throat> after a player activates a system that contains one or more of a different player's units the owner of this card may discard this card immediately end the active player's turn so notice the window there is activate a system it isn't movement and now that's tricky right because a lot of the time in in our games You know, there is no moderator, there's no referee explicitly stating the windows. Right. So this actually is, this is tough because what she wants to happen is she wants to get through the Minister of Peace window and start moving ships. But she knows the second they see the ships moving, Minister of Peace is happening. Right? Like, even though the window has been skipped... This is, this is an aspect of the tournament that, that is kind of rough, right? So what does she do? She's like, okay, how do I like kind of get through the gray area, essentially? And what she decides to do is she activates a, she, she says, it's her turn. She's trying to score a secret. I'll let you know what it is whenever we get there. But she's like, I'm going to score the secret. How do I want to do it? Well, I'm going to say, I'm going to Hollywood a little bit. She goes, oh my God, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do, um, and she, she kind of she she takes some time like she's thinking of a lot of different things that she wants to do, and she probably is. This is probably not full Hollywood. She's probably like actually kind of freaking out because she's mm-hmm. maybe about to win the game. She has Imperial with a stage two. The stage two is spend ten trade goods, and she has fleet logistics. So you know, all she needs to do is pick up this last action phase secret, and then fleet logistics into Imperial, and we win. That's ten. But she's at seven. Minister of Peace is right there. She goes, ah, I don't know what to do. I don't know. I think I'm just going to stall, I guess. And she activates a planet. Vefit 2. She activates Vefit 2. And it just has one infantry on it. It it totally looks like it could be a stall. She activates it, and uh, she just goes like, ah, do you want to Minister a piece that? Just want to make sure. And then uh, Cabal says, uh, Cabal looks at it for like two seconds. Like, not to criticize Cabal here. I think they would also admit well, that they didn't to Well, I, I, really, inter- I yeah, want to interject
0: ahead. here too, because notably the other players are just like having this other conversation yeah, on top about, of her. Yeah, like Vision yeah. S interrupts, which is not the right way to put this, but it's a, as a joke. Vision S to take her, take her turn, turn, turn interrupts their conversation that doesn't need to be happening right yeah. this second. And so she's taking advantage of this like, hey, y'all are ignoring the person who's like, you should should be a threat like you should be worried about me you should be paying attention yep. to my actions, but you're all right. like doing your own dumb thing and so yeah she's just like oh i'm just gonna stall you're gonna you, hey you're gonna minister a piece of this? this is my stall and then yeah continue they they say no 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 that's fine you're good
1: yeah yeah they look at it for for two seconds and they say no explicitly no she checked she had and she did it exactly right too she activated yep and then she said are you going to minister of peace they say no and she starts moving her ships, and she yeah. moves a lot of ships. <laughs> she moves an amount of ships where it's like the players are worried. Uh oh! Right away, I think. I think the second they notice, they're like, "Oh wow, we just lost the game." Yeah, <laughs> because it's because that's the thing. Is and and she did it exactly right. She confirmed that it was not happening, and then she committed ships. So even if the players had been like. Wait, no, we do want to minister a piece of that. It would have been so unethical like, no, for them I to say that. No, I checked. Exactly. It would have been not. No, yeah. it would have not held any water with right. anyone. Right. Because that's the window. It's after activation. It is not movement. The, the big thing here is
0: she's getting around the fact that we don't do lay it, play it anymore, and we don't yeah. do these timing windows. So so often in this tournament, you do get these like, I activate. Oh, wait, that, I have your support for them. Okay, can I take back the activation? And kind of the whole table agrees, yes. And we are operating within these metas that are table decided. The six players at the table decide the rules of their game. That's what we right. tell them at the start of most of these games. Is like, hey, we're going to like make sure you don't break you know, rule book rules, but the like timing stuff that's just on y'all. And yeah. she found the way to navigate that to make sure she wasn't denied a point. She definitely, if we were playing lay at play at meta, she just would have scored that without even any problems. But because the meta was slightly different, she had to adjust to the meta to still make the thing happen.
1: Right. Um, and yeah, because she got the explicit no, she was able to move uh, ground forces to Vefit 2 she did not bombard the second she didn't bombard too they were like oh, oh. it's spark <laughs> yeah because she was moving against shorty Five Five, who had nine points basically yeah um and then on the ground with like two mechs and two infantry versus a single infantry was able to score spark and then fleet logistics into playing imperial and uh win the game yeah and you know obviously if we're just talking about the plastic what happened that's not really the impressive part the impressive part is she just outplayed Minister of Peace. Right. You know what I mean? Like she did. She, she didn't need a mechanical absolute, solution.
0: Yeah, to Minister right. of Peace, she had a meta c- c- yes. like solution to Minister of Peace.
1: Yeah, and I can imagine it was completely nerve wracking. Yeah. But such a well deserved win. Yeah. Uh, was very uh was very happy with it. Um, and uh, yeah, just great, great job, Vision yeah. I I, really, I mean I really, I literally really I
0: went back and watched it kind of after you mentioned it to me, and I chalk that up there with like. It, it, it's of a different pedigree. It's of a different style, but like the Luke win in 2020, which is like this huge fleet logistics swing win. It's got all of those same qualities. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It, it, and, and Luke had a, had a flair that was like, I don't need to score my thing in the, in the space combat i'll do it on the ground whereas vision S's has the flair of like i'm dodging a meta problem that i don't like i con- correctly navigated this very very delicate situation to make it turn up in my favor so th- those two moments are like literally on equal footing for me it- it- it's an awesome play that uh yeah i hope i hope we see more of it uh from her in the semis because uh yeah that was her game-winning
1: move and vision s moves on to the semis yep yeah. Uh, returning semi-finalist uh, vision s i'm yeah super stoked um yep. the tournament has been very very good if you have not been watching the games uh you've been making a mistake although <laughs> i understand your mistake the games are uh long so that's a lot of them. hey hey that's fair i i judge you and i with uh, withdraw my judgment <laughs> uh so yeah i'm very excited to get to the semis which we will we will be finishing up the prelims. This month, Matt, yep. you are driving us hard to get it done. Yeah, we're doing four you games a weekend our, right now because we gotta get in our faces, we gotta get basically. done with these prelims because we then we have these other things we have day. coming up,
0: and then semis, and it's just like a whole thing. Yep. I'm I'm yep. ready. am ready to be through this hurdle. So uh you can catch those games this weekend, four games uh this weekend and next weekend, and then the semis are done. That's literally it. Two more weekends. The prelims left. are done. Prelims, yeah. I said semis. Yeah. Prelims are done in two weekends. Oh my goodness, the hurdle has almost been crossed.
1: Yeah, we've got eight games left, and then Wait. that's it. Howdy. Oh, so, yeah. So yeah, catch them. We got a lot of great players left to play. Um, Teddy hasn't played yet.
0: Yep. Teddy plays in the last game of the entire prelims,
1: so, <laughs> <That's> so <laughs> you've got funny. a reason to stick
0: around and watch every game
1: because Teddy. Who do... I, I love teasing specific players. Who we got coming up? James this, K. Polk uh, this weekend? is
0: another previous semifinalist and an yeah. invitational player that is in the second-to-last game. Not coming this weekend, uh, but in in two weeks.
1: We got Mantis. We got yep. my son is also named Bort, who yep. you'll recognize from last week. Uh, from last week's episode, we got Dead Bob. We got uh, Drago Thaxton, who does the um, the stats. The stats yep. uh, this year are our, our stats person. Kraken
0: is playing Kraken. at like eight yep. p.m. Somehow I allowed uh-huh. Kraken to play in a in a nighttime
1: game, so that's going to go till four a.m. Absol is also in that game. Yeah, um, yeah, I cannot believe that you are making me do the Kraken game starting at 8pm my time. Yeah. I cannot believe. Yeah. I wished Hey that you was know, Kraken's do you remember, availability alright? I'm years not fully ago, to blame. Do you remember years ago where I said my prediction for this year was Kraken's pot- Pottery Barn? Yeah. I'm throwing it out. <laughs> <laughs> there will be no Pottery Barn. You won't allow it as a, as I will not allow. If Kraken shows up with a Pottery Barn I will be so upset. Yeah 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 all right uh, well yeah. you catch those games all this weekend stuff. on
0: space cats peace turtles twitch channel uh find the vods on our youtube and uh yeah look forward to the other stuff that's coming up
1: on those channels yeah, yeah. you'll oh my god two hour episode ish almost two hour episode let's go we gotta yep. go get out of here